You're listening to Behind the Red Shield, a podcast produced by the Salvation Army of Memphis and the Mid-South. I'm your host, Camille Connor. The purpose of this podcast is to go behind the scenes and hear from the people doing the daily work to achieve the Salvation Army's mission, which is to meet human needs in his name without discrimination. In this episode, I spoke with Dr. Brenda Caldwell, also known as Dr. B. She's a woman of many talents, such as speaking and visual arts. We talked about how she first crossed paths with the Salvation Army of Memphis and how its mission overlaps with her own to give hope to the people of Memphis. Let's get into the episode. Today, I am joined by Dr. Brenda Caldwell, who we call Dr. B. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Camille. I'm excited about being with you today. Yes, and just to run through a little bit of your background. So you have founded, you're the founder of Dr. B Empowerment Services. You hold a doctorate in psychology. You're also a speaker, a clinical therapist, minister, and an artist, artist, which if you come into the Purdue Center of Hope, you will see some of Dr. B's art on the wall. Um, and you have a longstanding connection with uh, the Salvation Army. So one thing that I, you know, want to talk to you about is, you know, your mission to empower our community here in Memphis and also how that has connected to the Salvation Army. So if we could rewind, you know, the point of this podcast is to kind of uh, go behind the red shield, right? So can you talk a little bit about your background in Memphis and your mission to empower? So such a, a great question, uh, Camille, it's a loaded question, um, but it's one that I can answer because um, as you can possibly see a little bit behind my shoulder, I'm, I'm here in my studio uh, here, but um, literally it just says hope is what I give and hope is why I live. And so uh, for me, literally for so many years, it's been really over 30 years now, uh, now when I really go back to um, the uh, uh, early 90s, when I really first started uh, doing community work. Um, I was uh, a great, uh, I mean, my, my time almost every day was at the old Abe Sharf YMCA. Um, that's in South Memphis. And I was there, I poured myself out there helping kids in the community for uh, for 10 years, coaching basketball. I have a sports background. so I, And then I started creating programs uh, for young people. And I just saw a need, uh, Camille. I just saw that there was such a need. Um, I, some of my kids were coming from homes where, uh, you know, uh, very little food, um, you know, issues that I could tell uh, were, uh, you know, were, were serious. And, and so um, my time with them was a refuge for them coming to the, to the Y. And so that is what sparked for me um, get, being a one who would give themselves uh, to the community. And so um, I've been blessed to, uh, if you will, uh, work and partner with a lot of organizations in the community, um, because what I do is I tell people my worst day, my best day, and every day in between, I'm hope on two legs. I've always known that um, God has given me just this ability to reach people, uh, encourage, empower, speak life, uh, speak hope. Uh, and that's what hope is. Um, hope is giving people uh, the understanding that uh, uh, hope is the belief that your life can be better. 
and that you have the power uh, to make it so, excuse me, to make it so, but sometimes uh, you need support, you know, you need somebody to come alongside you. And so uh, when I first got involved with the Salvation Army many years ago, it was uh, in uh, volunteering to do a support group uh, with the women in the renewal place. And that was just amazing for me. Every Thursday, I took my lunch break and came uh, to the Salvation Army, the Purdue Center of Hope. And I'll tell you this, this is the truth. Uh, Camille, I didn't even know what the Center of Hope was about, but I would drive by there. And, and I saw one word, Camille, that caught my attention. And that word was hope. And I said, oh my, I belong there. I don't know what they do, but I belong there. And so I just would begin to speak it. Every time I passed by it, I would say, I am going to make a difference at this Purdue Center of Hope. I am connecting, I'm impacting lives at the Purdue Center of Hope. And then finally, uh, it just happened. Uh, actually, one of my uh, uh, counseling clients uh, was a resident there. And she told me, she said, Dr. B, we need you at the Purdue Center of Hope. I said, oh my God, you're there? I've been speaking that I was going to be there. So that's that's how I first got involved uh, with the Purdue Center. Well, that is so great. And so what was that um, partnership like and, and holding those classes? What was that experience like? And how do you feel you were able to make an impact with the clients that reside here? Well, I think without a shadow of a doubt, because actually I have several that I still mentor uh, to this day, that that alone is worth its weight in gold. I just love seeing uh, people who were, you know, in addiction. Uh, you know, it's struggling, uh, whether whether it's drug addiction, uh, alcohol addiction, or some other, you know, issues that brought them uh, to the Salvation Army, just to see them be productive today. But what we would do in the class, my class, actually, one of my books that I've written, uh, wrote about six years ago was birthed out of my time at the Salvation Army. It's called Surgery for the Soul, because that's what we did. We had the Surgery for the Soul class that started with the women. And the whole class, Camille, was about walking women through the process of forgiveness. What does forgiveness look like? How do you forgive? Because at the core of people uh, who are struggling, anytime you're struggling with addiction of any kind, you're running from some pain. It could be trauma from, you know, abuse, or, you know, or, or from something else that has happened that has been traumatic in your life and people feel a need to cope that pain uh, with some kind of substance. And so what we began to do was imp uh, unpack the pain. And when you get to the core of it, uh, we all need to learn about the gift of forgiveness. And so that's that's what would happen in the classes that women would uh, feel healing. They would experience deliverance from those strongholds of hatred and anger and bitterness and those, those things. And so that was the seed uh, in a major way for the surgery for the soul uh, movement that I now conduct and have done it uh, around the world. It's uh, an amazing, uh, amazing event that allows people to experience a one day surgery. And so uh, being able to partner with several communities communities um, around the country, and we'll be doing it uh, in Memphis as well. In September, uh, at Brown Missionary Baptist Church, we'll be having, the, they're going to host the Surgery for the Soul um, experience. It's a free event. 
And it's a wonderful opportunity for people to, uh, again, uh, experience the healing that can from, come from having surgery uh, on their heart, their, their emotional heart. And so all of that began, though, at the Salvation Army. That is so amazing. And I mean, I want to circle back to your connection with us as well, especially when it comes to your art. But I also want to ask, I mean, you have such a long history of trying to inspire um, people, especially women in this community. And so you just mentioned that you have an event coming up in September. Why do you think it's important now more than ever in Memphis to really reach out to try to um, help people reach a place of healing right now in our community? That is a wonderful question. And the, the answer is multiple reasons, but I will speak from the heart to say, uh, Camille, I, I stopped watching the local news about three years ago. I literally just could not take it anymore. I am a person who is wired uh, to bring life, to bring hope, to bring healing, to bring inspiration. And so it became such a pull on my, on my heart and on my soul. It drained me like a battery to just hear so much of killings and death and robbery and rape and just, uh, just the uh, division, just, just all of this that is, um, is a demise to our community. And so now more than ever, you know, we know we've, uh, you know, I've heard of, uh, you know, just issues with the police and just, just so many issues, not to really uh, pinpoint one, but to just say there's a need for healing. Um, there is a true need for healing. And the healing begins with us. You know, it, it begins with us. And at, at the end of the day, we all need to check our heart. And we need to be honest with ourselves about maybe issues that we are carrying that cause us to spew out sometimes of, of anger or, or either being misjudging or being judgmental or being harsh, you know, with, uh, with, with others. And so uh, it, our city does need to heal and people need to know that healing is real. Healing is available and it is something that um, I believe um, Memphis, uh, of course, we've gotten a lot of negative press. Uh, over the past uh, year or so, and people forget uh, Memphis is a great city. You know, this is the bluff. This is a city where great things happen. This is the most giving city in the country. Uh, this is a city that um, is known, I mean, really for generosity. This is a city. So it's so many positives about our city um, that can get lost. And so we need to be able to, to talk about that. We need to be able to, to talk about the good. And so we can help reframe people's mindset. Uh, to be able to uh, feel good. When you feel good about where you live and you feel good about yourself, uh, you'll feel good about others. And so um, again, there are great people in this city uh, that are unsung heroes. They don't make the news, but they do the work day in and day out, um, whether it's helping homeless, whether it's helping students in a, in a classroom, whether it is, again, just getting involved in the trenches uh, by coming alongside agencies like the Salvation Army. So there are good people uh, in the city, but there is a great need for healing because unfortunately, there's a lot of hurt. There is a lot of hurt. Um, and there is a lot of anger. Um, there is a lot of 
sadness and bitterness. And so uh, I'm, I'm an agent of hope. I'm an agent of healing. I'm an agent, if you will, of, uh, of, um, of inspiration. I'm, I'm all of that um, because uh, the, that's my call to, uh, to the earth. That's what God put me here. And so I definitely want to um, help lead the charge as much as I can. And that's what the uh, surgery for the soul event will be about and, and some other things that we have in the work. Being a mom, a single mom, is tough. Being homeless is, that's the worst thing, trauma for a mom and children. But it, being here in this environment, it's, it's changed us. I am very thankful for Salvation Army because it was actually really good um, to know that my children and I have a bed to sleep on. It's really helped me to gain a little bit more power to know that even as a single mom, I can still make it out here in this world. Speaking of being an agent of hope, uh, another way that you show that is through your art and, and it's called paper towel art, right? And yeah, so, yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah. and, and you created, we have two pieces right now, literally outside of my office at the producer of hope. One of them is ringers of hope. And it's just to describe it for people who can't see it right now. It's like a, a red kettle, you know, we're known for that famous red kettle. And then also you created angel wings as well. And so I just want to ask you a little bit about, you know, why you do this paper towel art and, and what inspired those pieces. I, I would tell you that it's just amazing. Uh, the quick story is that I won an art contest in, in the first grade. I won this whole big Memphis citywide school art contest as a first grader and never touched art again. So 40 years go by, uh, Camille, and I'm walking around with this gift in me and not knowing yet. And so my daughter one day was used by the Lord. Uh, she and I were having a conversation and she said, Emmy, um, she calls me Emmy. She said, you know what? She says, the Lord says that you are an artist and that you are going to have uh, uh, paintings that bring hope uh, to people. And they're going to be in places all over the world. And I just started laughing. I'm like, girl, what are you talking about? I'm not an artist. I'm not an artist. But to make a long story short, um, God used her that day to plant a seed in me. And within a few weeks, I, I began to revisit and think, God, are you really speaking to me about art? And I can remember, I just literally lifted up my hands, Camille. And I said, okay, God, you know that I'm in this world to bring hope. And so if you're bringing art out of me, I just ask that it would be an extension of what I already do. I just ask that it would be art that would bring hope. That is really what happened. And so uh, I didn't start out with paper towel at all. I just started out, um, you know, just flat surface and I just started playing. And then one day, true story, I was literally wiping my hands with bounty paper towel. And it's a story behind it, but I was wiping my hands and I had an aha moment. Camille, I was like, bounty, the quicker, bigger, oh my God, oh. What can I do if I started soaking and literally doing something different with this with this paint 
paint, paper towel and paint. And so literally that was uh, the beginning and the birthing of uh, my invention. I'm actually the inventor. I have a patent on an invention, a process called um, three-dimensional canvas sculptured art using paper towel. And so I literally uh, just, I'm, I'm proof that God can do anything if you're crazy enough to try it and pursue it. And so, yeah. Yeah, it's incredible because it's, you know, you would not think about how you're essentially sculpting paper towel. And isn't that incredible that your job is also not to just, um, you know, go and, and, and speak to people, but also to help reform their lives and you're reforming one product into something beautiful. I think that's really great. Thank you. I, I really do get a joy out of knowing that God has given me something that is just plain and ordinary, which is a symbol of what you're saying, how uh, we take something that's ordinary and we can, if we work with it, create something extraordinary. And every last one of us as human beings have extraordinary gifts. We have extraordinary worth. We have extraordinary value. We absolutely are so much more than meets the eye. And so for the uh, women who are um, at the Salvation Army, for the men of the Salvation Army, for um, those who are served by the Salvation Army. That is one of my motivations um, is, is to be able to help them uh, be reminded that no matter what has happened to you in life, no matter how far you may have fallen uh, in life, that you still matter and have extraordinary worth and value. And so that is, is very symbolic for me to take the paper towel and turn it into something that is special that you know to take something that most people would use one time and throw away oh my goodness I see every piece of paper towel as a potential masterpiece are you kidding me that's a masterpiece and so um I'm, I don't throw away paper towel I, I keep my paper towel and people who people who know me and my friends somebody's always giving me paper towel for gifts and things but I'm very grateful and thankful that I've been able to partner and do those two pieces with the Salvation Army and um and I, I'm excited about some more um, exhibits that uh, that I'm planning for uh, for later in the year. Yeah, and if people haven't been able to pick up now, like you're a multi-talented person uh, to say the <laughs> least, and you have a podcast coming out as well. So, could you tell us a little bit about that podcast and how people will be able to listen to it? Absolutely. Well, I will tell you the good news is that it already is out, um, and it, we're in the first month of the Hope Zone. <laughs> So the podcast is called the Hope Zone Podcast, uh, and it's all about have, bringing hope um, for every situation. So every podcast is about bringing hope for every situation or any situation in one's people's lives. So I'm covering different topics. I'm excited, um, but every single time uh, this podcast airs, um, it's just a seed, if you will, into the earth for me that someone will get to listen uh, and be encouraged, be inspired, have their day, you know, met. Because for me, it's all about giving somebody a dose of hope. So the podcast is uploaded every Monday. So people can um, listen to the podcast wherever they listen to podcasts at. They can download it and get it and subscribe to it. It's also on YouTube as well if they'd like to see my face uh, while I'm talking because I'm so animated, <laughs> you know, but 
but uh, it's just it's just the energy. It's the energy when you know that you're doing what you're created to do. But um, but that's the Hope Zone podcast. I'm excited and grateful um, that I've been able to get some really great um, response uh, from it. That people are saying that it is really um, meeting them where they are. You know, meeting them where they are because I I have to say this, Camille. One of my motivating drives is knowing that every eleven point five minutes. Every 11.5 minutes in this country, somebody's committing suicide. That's a business that won't get birth. That's a ministry that will never get started. That's a college degree that will never be earned because somebody did not know that their lives mattered and they lost hope. So with every breath in my body for as long as I have left on this earth, which I do not know, I have made up my mind that in every aspect through my writing, I have a new book coming out as well, but in, in the writing, in the art, in the speaking, in the therapy work that I do, in all the hats I wear, I want to leave the world with, with hope. I want that to be um, the legacy for somebody who's struggling with depression, struggling with suicidal ideation, just struggling, feeling worthless, and just don't know their value and don't, don't really know that they are uh, God's masterpiece and that they, they have purpose and, and worth. So that's the real motivating factor for me to do um, the Hope Zone. Uh, I'm not trying to get rich with it. I'm not trying to have a million followers. I'm excited if there are two, three, four, five, whatever, however many. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for those that uh, have been sharing um, the Hope Zone podcast. So um, that's my heartbeat um, is to help allow it to help save somebody's life. I think that's great and that people will be able, be able to connect with you, not just in person, but um, wherever they are. So that is awesome. The Hope Zone. And you said it's available everywhere. People can listen to podcasts, right? Absolutely. Yes, yes, absolutely. A new podcast uploads every Monday. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. I, I, thank you so much for everything you do. And I'm just so glad I've gotten to talk with you and it's been wonderful talking with you. And before we go, how else can people, you know, reach out to you for, you know, speaker services or commissioning your art or just maybe get some wisdom as well. Okay. Well, thank you. They can um, reach me at uh, uh, online at my website, which is, uh, which is Dr. B empowers. It's about to change, but for now it's Dr. B empowers.com. Dr. B empowers.com. If someone's interested in um, seeing the art, Artwork or commissioning uh, the artwork. Uh, it's at Brenda Caldwell art.com brendacaldwellart.com and I'm uh, excited about that and so I'm also on Facebook uh, as Brenda Hopeologist Caldwell and also on um, Instagram uh, as well as Dr. B the the Hopeologist so I'm I'm, I'm, the, I'm the Hopeologist I'm the ambassador of hope I'm hope on two legs I got a lot of titles uh, Camille but it all comes back down to to the word of, of hope and um, that's why I'm excited about about the new book that that will be coming out in June, and uh, and uh, again keeping keeping hope alive and and helping people to know their value and their worth, and reminding people that hope is real. Hope is real. Hope hope is real. You know what I tell people, uh, and this is the closing of my podcast every week, and that is um, from your worst day to your best day. There's always a reason to have hope, and so if you're gonna have hope, hold on to hope like it's a piece of rope. Oh my, hold on to hope like it's a piece of rope. That's what I want everyone to do.
Thank you so much. And I'm going to remember that. That I think that's going to be pretty hard to forget that message right there, <laughs> that phrase. Thank you so much for what you do and chatting with me today. Thank you so much for having me. That wraps up this week's episode of Behind the Red Shield. If you'd like to learn more about the Salvation Army of Memphis and the Mid-South, you can head to our website at SalvationArmyMemphis.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Salvation Army Memphis. Thanks for listening.